0: Welcome to another special bonus edition of Little Things with Amber L.B. Swinson. I hope you're enjoying my new book, Soul Care. Would you do me a favor? If this has meant something to you, if you've been listening to these chapters and you wait with eager anticipation for the next chapter to come out, would you share this with a friend to let them know that you're really fighting some edification in this book? Let them know that they can learn the same things that you're learning so that we can all be encouraging one another and building each other up on this spiritual journey that we're on. Request your copy of Soul Care, Nurturing Your Spiritual Wellness when you give to our $155,000 challenge grant, because this month your gift to Time of Grace goes twice as far. Give today by visiting us at timeofgrace.org or writing us at P.O. Box 301, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 53201 And now for chapter 7. Clutter can become a hazard. Days before Hurricane Ian made landfall on Fort Myers, Florida, I sat watching the predictions, glued to the many videos on TikTok of Floridians packing and preparing. I was reminding that I have way too much. I wouldn't even know where to start if I had a few hours to pack everything I didn't want lost. This is one place the self-care and soul care worlds align. Several lists suggest decluttering your house, controlling your environment, taking 5 to 15 minutes every day to clean out one drawer or one shelf. And that's how it took me an hour to make a cup of tea this morning. One shelf of spices and teas and condiments and birthday candles required sorting, throwing, cleaning, and organizing. The tea was cold when I drank it, and I'm not entirely sure I felt any more control over my environment, but I'm guessing when I make my tea tomorrow, it will be a more rewarding experience. Decluttering in the soul care world has nothing to do with control, but excess easily becomes a hazard to our faith walks. I was in my 40s before I learned this lesson. As I stare down the face of 50, I'm more resolute than ever. Stuff is a vacuum that, unless we're careful, sucks life, vigor, and energy that could be used for other things. Marketers and advertisers have done a good job convincing us that more is better. Happiness can be bought. If only we get the latest, the biggest, the best, better. Here's the result. We work and work and work for more. The more we get, the more we have to work to keep it maintained and trimmed, painted, updated, dusted. Even seemingly free things take up space. A hundred years ago, people might have one picture taken during their lifetimes. Now our phones hold thousands of pictures. We transfer them to computers, buy more memory, burn them onto CDs... We have photo albums, scrapbooks, pictures on the wall, pictures on the shelves, pictures on our computers, so many pictures. But when do we go back and look through the pictures? Who has time? At the nursing home where I work, most residents have one to three pictures in their room. Typically, it's a spouse and their children, or if they never married, maybe their parents or a niece or a nephew. And when those residents die and their families or friends come to collect their belongings, I doubt many of those pictures escape the landfill. When my children were small and at home all the time, our house seemed so small. But as they've grown and now as they prepare to move out, our house seems ridiculously large. It's the people who fill a house who make it special. And when those people are gone, only stuff remains. At the end of the day, stuff isn't as fulfilling as one might think. Stuff can't have a conversation. Stuff can't smile back. Stuff can't add meaning or value or health. It gathers dust. It can be swept away in a hurricane, burned in a fire, chewed by rodents. Stuff steals the time we spend working for it, picking it out, maintaining it, throwing it out. If we aren't on our guard, and who other than a select few are... The clutter takes over our inboxes, our countertops, tabletops, entryways, closets, storage rooms, garages. And all that stuff comes at a mental cost. An article called The Negative Impact of Clutter on Mental Health states Clutter can easily lead to a nearly constant feeling of frustration as you struggle to complete daily tasks. The time you spend looking for objects you need or attempting to organize your items could be time spent with loved ones, doing some self-care, or even just relaxing. The mental health world recognizes clutter as a problem. In their eyes, it gets in the way of self-care. We don't always see the correlation between stuff and soul care. Who cares what my house looks like anyway? Who cares if I have more than one house or car or if I camper and a boat and a snowmobile? Jesus, that's who. He said, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew 6 verses 19 to 21. This was my motivation when I downsized my possessions in 2020. I was tired of caring about and for stuff at the expense of having people in our home. Since our major cleanout, we've had people over often held Bible studies, celebrated life and mourned to death with friends and relatives. Years ago, that was inconceivable to me. And once you get out of the whirlwind of the American dream, you aren't so quick to fall for it again. Do you really need another sweatshirt? Do you want that canoe or jet ski? Do you want the lake house or cabin or property in Florida? Maybe you do, and maybe you will use it as a place to bring others for refreshment and edification in the Lord. I have friends who have cabins or second home, and they've been a huge blessing to their families. They are a gathering spot and a place of refreshment. A couple of my friends even offer others a chance to stay in their cabin second home when they aren't there. If that is the case, how wonderful for your family. But we have to be careful with more. It easily becomes one more thing to clutter our minds, one more thing that requires our mental acuity, one more thing that has bills and keeps us from doing the things of God. Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. Luke 10 verses 41 and 42. One thing is needed. One. Jesus. That's it. Unbelievably simple. Very few of us need a bigger house or more stuff. Rarely do we need another something. Maybe we don't need to work more hours. Fewer clothes mean fewer minutes trying things on. It means fewer things to wash. It means closets that have plenty of room. It means if you have to evacuate, a small suitcase in a few minutes would do the trick. Can you imagine the limitations to the Apostle Paul's ministry if he had a house full of stuff that tied him down? But very few of us are called to the ministry the Apostle Paul had. So what does this mean for us? Most of us in America have lived the majority of our lives having plenty. But has that brought us more joy? Has that led to a closer walk with Jesus or to dedicating our lives to kingdom work? Or has it kept us from more important things? Has it kept us from giving more money to missions and to believers on the other side of the world? In my case, stuff kept me from hospitality. It is such a joy now to be able to share our home with others and not to squirm when the unexpected knock happens. Don't misunderstand. Things can be wonderful blessings. In my family, we have several snowmobiles because we live in the tundra, and it's an activity my family enjoys doing together. We have three canoes and a kayak, too, because we live in the land of 10,000 lakes and enjoy spending a summer afternoon on the river. We have way too many games that only come out a few times a year but on holidays when extended family is giggling while strategically trying to outwit a cousin or grandma, I can't help but thank God for the afternoon together. At the heart of it all is motive. If we're trying to acquire things for the sake of status or to help us feel better about our lives, we're bound to be disappointed. Stuff gets old and it's hard to be on the edge of new and exciting. Only God can fill us up and give us peace. Too many people seemingly have it all and are miserable. After all the weekends together at sports tournaments, the kids still leave home. After all the hours worked to give them more, they still walk away. Stuff can be a blessing when we remember where it comes from and when we don't let it consume us. But we have to be careful about making a heaven on earth and finding security and happiness in what we have. It's all too easy to fill our lives so full of clutter that we have no time for kingdom work or guiding people to Christ. If that's the case, our stuff is just another tool Satan uses to keep us from our most important work.